Russ Kickel, and it's time for another episode of American Reef. Today, we're going to take a look at a unique way of setting up a quarantine system. So if I'm a new hobbyist, the first thing I'm asking myself is, what's a quarantine system and why do I need it? Um, and in general, let's cover the whys. The main reason why you need it is to protect your investment. It's the investment of your main display tank that you've set up, right? so you don't contaminate it and cause it to crash, as well as you protect your investment of the living organism that you purchased, so basically, again, it's not dying either. And the idea behind you know what an organism is is literally anything with water, right? If it has water and it touches it, you should quarantine it before you put it in your main display tank. That's coral, uh, that's inverts, that's fish, it's anything, right? Um, now, again, what is a quarantine system? Normally, what it is is it's kind of a 10 or 20 gallon fish tank that is not hooked up to your main display in any way, shape, or form. And from there, basically, you'll kind of have a sponge filter inside of it as well as maybe uh, a light in it. Right. With that in mind, that quarantine system, you'll put that living organism and it'll give you a chance to basically study it to make sure it doesn't have any parasites or anything like that or any kind of illness on it before you put it in the tank. And if it does, well, then it gives you the opportunity to actually make that or treat that organism to make it better, right, to heal it. Um, in my particular case, for example, we know I'm big on HPD, so what I do is I have a separate quarantine tank that I will take and get my fish used to eating the HPD. So I'll take whatever food they are used to, I'll blend it in with my HPD, and then from there, I'll let them eat at it, and they're not fighting it for it with the other fish because it's just themselves. Now my quarantine system is a little bit different, meaning I use basically a nano display with live rock and things of that nature. And the reason why that's not necessarily a good idea is because basically the parasites and things like that will actually get buried into kind of the live rock, and there's places for those to basically survive, right? And we don't want that, right? Um, but regardless, in, in my particular case, my main use for that quarantine system is basically to get, we'll say, small fish, make them bigger, put them in my main display tank. Um, for example, my tang tank. Well, that tang tank's been around for a while and I've got fairly large tangs. And so what I'll do is, you know, when a tang jumps out, for example, I'll take uh, and buy a little tang for 25, 30 bucks, put it in my, basically my quarantine system, and then I'll just feed it for six months to a year, right? Get them healthy, strong, big, and then I'll throw them into that main display tank. That way there, again, it gives him time to grow without getting picked on by the other fish, and at the same time gets used to basically eating HPD and the other sort of things. So it gives everybody a fair shot at surviving, and you know, ultimately uh, you protect your investment. Now, in uh, our unique look at a quarantine system, we're going over to Mike Paletta's, and what he's done is he thinks he's built a better mousetrap in that normally these systems are totally, um, we'll call it separated from the main display tank, plumbing especially. But what he's done, right, is he basically used a separate system, but he plumbed it into his main display tank, which when you would think about it, is not really a good idea because now that you're sharing water, now any parasites or anything like that can get back in your main display tank. 
and sure you're protecting the fish for example um, or the corals and giving them chance to kind of heal themselves but at the same time you could be spreading other diseases etc over into your main display tank well again in this particular situation he thinks he's built a better mousetrap so let's take a look at Mike's tank and his quarantine system and kind of see what he's got going on there Today, Michael, we're going to talk a little bit more about my quarantine tank, uh, selecting fish, getting fish acclimated, all the things that cost us a lot of money, and we lose stupid money because we lose fish for stupid reasons. Okay, no, all that and more on American Reef. Who's your favorite video podcast, Mike? American Reef, yeah. of course. <laughs> now, what are we going to show? We're going to show a podcast of my quarantine slash uh, acclimation tank. Which is awesome. Frag tank. Which is awesome. Okay, go ahead. So, like we had talked before, people would die <laughs> for the color in that tank. People would die for the color in that tank. And it, I didn't plan on it getting that way, but over my uh, travels, I've become a, uh, let's say, obsessive-compulsive collector, for lack of a better term, of uh, rainbow acans. So I've gotten uh, probably a hundred frags of different kinds in here, and they've grown amazingly well because I feed them three times a week, so that helps a lot. But because I have found that if I don't quarantine slash acclimate fish and corals, they tend not to do as well when I put them in the main tank, I set this up as my slash quarantine slash frag tank. Now one of the things, I buy fish anywhere because I'm always looking for odd fish, healthy fish, good fish, just fish that really I want. There's no other way right. to put it. So I buy fish online, but I also buy fish from the local fish stores here, particularly wet pets. And why I'm pointing that out is in this tank are two fish I have tried to get for approximately six months, a maculiceps tank and a healthy powder blue tank. And when I say healthy, you see them all the time, everyone has them all the time. I have probably, unfortunately, had six or eight powder blues. I never got them fat and healthy. I never had them eating anything like that. But Wet Pets had one in, actually they had three in, right. that they had for over a month, that Big Ed, uh, Brian's dad, did the same kind of acclimation and feeding system that he did with the Morishito. As we discussed with the Morishito, I never had one that lived until I got the one from Wet Pets. By the same token, I have never had a powder blue tang live for a month, and he's now been in this acclimation tank for a month. He still has the colors he had, he's still fat, he hasn't gotten thin behind the head, and I attribute that to getting him after Big Ed had spent three weeks getting him used to eating. Right. And when I say used to eating, he goes through a variety of foods until he find, finds one that the fish will eat, gets them eating it, and then he adds a couple things to it and adds a couple things to it. And in this case, he's, he got them started on uh, basically nori and a little bit of other herbivore food. He then went to LRS Reef Frenzy and finally to PE Mysis. And as I'm going to show you in a minute, these fish now eat like pigs, which I had never gotten them to do before. I had been traveling for the previous two weeks 
So I would have put them back into the tank earlier, but I'm waiting now. And then in that big tank, there are three big cardinal fish that are about four inches long that are bullies. I'm going to catch those out and get rid of them. So then I'm going to move these Akari cardinals in there, which I like, as you see from my tank upstairs. I'm also going to move these tags and this rabbit fish into there. So there's going to be a lot of new fish moving in at once, which one will cut down on the amount of grief and aggravation they get when they're put into this tank. But two, I already know they're healthy and eating. Right. So that's going to go a long way toward having them be successful. Now, as you notice, there are two tags and a rabbit fish in here. And everyone knows tangs and rabbit fish are ick magnets. Right. They have very thin mucus coat on their on their body. As a result, they're very prone to getting external parasites. So the question I get asked all the time is, aren't you running a risk having this tank hooked up to your main tank? And for most of the time when I did this before, I would say yes. Now what I have done is I have the overflow runs into the oxygen reactor underneath which has a oxygen reduction potential, an ORP of over 600. So as a result, just like in Europe where they use ozone to purify water, kills off bacteria, viruses, and virtually anything in it, any kind of parasites, I'm doing the same thing here. I'm using ozone to purify the water that comes out of here. These fish came in, they showed a tiny little speck of it, which usually meant everything in, a, in a, both tanks was going to come down with it. I feed them Thera-A with garlic, I feed them garlic enriched food, and I had them eating and within three days the ick disappeared and there was never any ick there because as I said it runs through the ozone reactor. So it is now my frag slash quarantine tank. Uh, realistically there aren't many more fish, I know it's hard for people <laughs> to believe that, but there really are only maybe two or three other fish I want to get to put in here. So they will go in after I get rid of these fish. I'll take a bet on that. Yeah, I know, but there, there's, a, there's a few odd wrasses like a Bell's wrass and a Johnson's wrass that I'm trying to get and a couple other things. Once I get those, those will go in here and then eventually go in there, but realistically I'm not looking to add you know, 20, 30 more fish. Uh, there's probably 30 fish in this tank now and I'm pretty happy with that. So that's why this is the quarantine tank and now I'll show you how happy these fish are to eat. This is uh, LRS Reef Frenzy. This is unwashed. So this will show you how clean it is. It doesn't put the cloud of stuff in the water that the PE food does and you can watch how quickly they go and eat. Hopefully they'll come out. They're kind of scared because I'm standing right there. Yeah, well, there you go. Now you see him eating. See, as even when I started in the hobby 30 years ago, the rule was don't buy a fish unless it's eating. So, once again, that's part of the reason I like to get fish from uh, wet pets, in that I always know that they're eating because Big Ed and Brian will not sell you fish unless they are eating. And then here's P.E. Mices. This is unwashed. As I showed you before, I always wash this food, but I want to get these fish, show you these fish eating it, and whatever they don't eat will go and land on top of the uh, A-cans, and they'll eat it. Again, you have the flow turned off. In this yeah, case. I have the flow turned off so you can watch the food land, and you can watch them eat. And there's pretty much nothing makes me as happy as watching newly acquired fish eat, because that's half the battle. And these guys ate from the day I brought them home, uh, actually within two hours. I, you know, usually don't recommend throwing food in, but I threw food in so that the cardinals would be a little bit more docile with these fish, and the rabbit fish was already here, 
and they all started eating within two hours, which I was pretty impressed with. You said usually they don't recommend throwing food in when you have a new fish? Most fish won't eat for the first few hours. Right. So if you throw them in their acclimation chamber, all it's going to do is rot. So I generally wait. I feed the other fish when I put them in. Sure. But I, I generally don't feed the new fish until they've been here for like six or eight hours. But in this case, they were eating two hours after I put them in the tank because Ed had acclimated them so well that they were eating everything. And they eat the uh, flake, they eat the uh, pellets, they eat anything that I throw into the tank. And as you can see, there's no skinny head for either of these fish, which is the main thing to look for. And these uh, Akurai cardinal fish have, have pretty much doubled in size since I got them six weeks ago. So. try and set it up as a frag tank slash quarantine slash acclimation tank. Connect it to your main tank, but do so obviously so that you can protect the fish that are in there from adding any uh, cooties from the new fish that you introduced. And this tank is also easy because it's much easier to target feed. And a lot of these acans that you see in here have been grown from single polyps that basically have been fed and are now four and six and eight and 10 and 12 polyps right. in a relatively short time. And that's why most of these are going to be going into the nanotank. Well, not most of them. Some of them are going to be in the nanotank. I thought all the of them months. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's not enough room in the nanotank. <laughs> so, the question is, is, is Mike's way a smart way or not a smart way? Well, for the new hobbyists, what I would say is, again, learn how to basically keep a coral reef tank first and do things simply. And don't necessarily implement this approach until you kind of get some hours under your belt till you really understand again the the dynamics of keeping a coral reef aquarium with that said though what we will do is we'll kind of just keep track of this over the next you know months and years and we'll just kind of follow it along again i think it makes perfect sense and for uh, for those of us who have more years on our belts probably uh, a unique way of trying to basically expand the uh, the systems that we've got um, minimizing the effort we've got into it and at the same time protecting the investment. Um, again, as always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. You know, it's Russ Kickle. I'm at AmericanReef at me.com. So the email is AmericanReef at me.com. And as always, uh, I ask you to give our sponsors a chance to earn your business. Um, why? Basically because they're honest, good people that deserve a chance to earn that business, right? It's the Tunzies of the world, right? It's the bulk reef supply. It's the premium aquatics. It's the ecosystem, right? Again, it's small companies that have a heart, that have a soul, that again, care about you succeeding. And I think that's the kind of companies that we want to promote this business. Again, I'm Russ Kickle, and thanks for watching this episode of American Reef.